Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the afternoon on this Monday, uh, live from our Barangaroo studios. You've tuned in to The Call, 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel. We do it all in one hour on this Monday, the 5th of September. And uh, let's introduce our two experts, Francesco Destratus from Augmented. Francesco, how are you, sir? Well, David, yourself? Good. Happy Monday. Josh yes. Barker from Macro. How are you, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. A lot happening today and uh, with the stocks that we're going to cover. So let's get straight into it. Um, you want us to take a look at, in the first half hour, Aristocrat, HTE, Liontown Resources, Playside Studios and Northern Star. That is a cross-section, a great cross-section of stocks, big and small, industrial resources. Um, it's a terrific bunch that we'll be getting through. But uh, stock of the day, thought we'd have a look at Hastings Technology Metals. It's uh, requested to be placed in a trading hold pending the release of its capital raise. Uh, Hastings requested the trading hold um, and, until it makes an announcement to the market or September 7, which is uh, uh, whichever is earlier. Let's see how those shares have performed over the last year. It's been the rare earths um, miner has uh, been pretty attractive and obviously had some reconstructions there as well from the chart. But uh, what did the team think of Hastings? Thought rare earths, we haven't had a, a look at that for a while, Josh. Mm. What do you think of Hastings? Um, well, it seems like it's it's been a, a good business. Um, unfortunately, they're still in the exploring phase, yep. so they're not really benefiting from a cash point of view on those high, um, you know, rare earths prices. But yeah, the reason for this cap raise, and I think at the moment cap raise activity has really slowed down, um, definitely compared to what we saw um, yep. during COVID. But I think. If there's one area of the market where cap raises are still going to be attractive, it's probably going to be your energy and your materials plays in particular. Yeah. So this is probably the right area for it. Um, it's interesting. So they, they had an update uh, a week or two ago, and uh, basically they're looking to take a significant part up in two businesses. So one's NEO and one's uh, a Wailu Metals, which is a private company. Um, and, it, and it adds a lot to their business on the supply chain side. So um, that, that Wailu business is actually owned by, or the holding company owned by Twiggy Forest. Um, so that's a private company that they're looking to do a convertible note Yep. So eventually it will convert to shares and uh, Twiggy will be a decent holder of uh, Hastings Technology Metals. So uh, take that as you will, as, yeah. as a good sign. But uh, yeah, it seems like the business is doing this acquisition for the right reasons to add that supply chain uh, control over over their operations. So should add uh, some good uh, vertical integrations for the company okay. longer term anyway. So would you be buying Hastings as it comes out of the trading halt? And 
Yeah, I think depending on, it's hard, it's hard to get a, a gauge on the price. And I think a couple of raisings recently in different sectors, uh, the price has gone through those capital raise levels where, mm. you know, in a more buoyant market, you can say that that cap raise is going to be a rough little floor, but we're probably not seeing that at the moment. So it's all about, it's all about the um, investor sentiment around these EV plays at the moment. Right wow. now, the momentum's with them. Um, but just be careful of when that, that sort of carousel stops, basically. Okay, yeah. so yes or no? Leaning more towards the, uh, the, the, the producers. So you'd right. be, you'd okay. be pill bar. So not for this one. Like yep, okay. Uh, Francesco? Yeah, look, you um, you know, adding to, to, to what Josh just said, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much more drilling they've got to do before they get to their final investment decision. Yeah. Um, but they are, um, well, they do have some results that are probably due to come out shortly as well for their um, 2021-22 drilling uh, program in, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but right. Yenabinga, right. I think it is. Um, so in that project, so they've got results coming out, so that generally puts a bit of fire into into the share price, um, whether it be up or down, um, obviously rely upon the results. Um, just on that, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'd prefer to be in a producer than, right. than you know, because explorers will, will benefit from rise in 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 the um in the underlying price of the commodity um and probably a little bit more so than a producer will uh, uh. because of the, the 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 speculation that yeah things are going to be great uh, but when things turn they they turn down a lot greater than the producers and and you'd have to say that you know the the rare earths and the lithium prices and all that have, have rallied quite strongly with yeah. all the energy prices as well so um yeah look I, I i'd prefer to be in a producer uh, in this space than than an explorer we did have coverage of it a, a couple of years ago but they dropped it so right. not sure why okay um they dropped it they may have dropped it because they weren't keen on it or they yeah. may have dropped it because it just wasn't that okay. interesting to our our clients all right coming up with uh, Lion Town coming up shortly as well in that space as well. Um, just a lot of stocks going ex-dividend in the next week or so. We've got Fortescue yeah. going ex-dividend today. 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 We went BHP go ex-dividend uh, last week. Is that a buying opportunity depending on the, on the stocks? Well, net-net, you probably work out a little bit the same, plus you yeah. don't get the franking credits. So we, we'd probably be more on the side of buying prior to the dividend. Right. That way you only have to hold it for, you know, one year and a week and you get three lots of dividends. Right. Uh, and I think that's where I'm skewing portfolios at the moment is just to get a lot of yield, a lot of franking credits from those energy and material oh, plates. So right. yeah, I'll be okay. more interested in buying it before. Yeah, it depends what your motivation is, I think. Yeah. You know, if you're after income, definitely. Um, like Josh has said, you know, try and pick up those three divvies and, and look, they've been great. Um, although, you know, if you bought BHP the day before, um, yeah. When XDIV, it fell by quite a bit more, and yeah. that was because the overall market was negative was as well. Bad, so, so, and, and it depends on the market how they treat the franken credits. I mean, if you look at Fortescue today, um, they've fallen, but nowhere near as much as the cash part of the dividend, let yeah. alone the franken credits. So, yeah. yeah, those that are in super funds would be really happy with that outcome today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it depends on the stock. I mean, if you look at um, a stock like um, Whitehaven Coal, yep. you know, they went X 40 cents last week. Um, yes, it traded down around those levels um, in a very, very negative market, but then just recovered quite quickly and yep. uh, and has shot past those numbers again today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That was a, a quick rebound. All right, let's get into the stocks that you want us to uh, cover. And uh, Francesco, first up, Marco wants a view on Aristocrat, the big uh, 
poker machine manufacturer, global poker machine manufacturer, and also more recently into that online gaming space as well. What's your view on Aristocrat? Yeah, look, I like this. I like the business, and I like the price that it's trading at. So, right. you know, we're on we're on a buy, or a, you know, we're on a positive recommendation at least. Yeah, we're on a buy at the moment. A um, couple of things uh, with this stock is that um, obviously COVID um, had a, an impact upon their bricks and mortar business. So, when I say bricks and mortar, I mean machine, you know, the physical machines yep. in 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 casinos and and hotels in Australia and things like that. So that that had a uh, reasonably negative impact on it, and I think the share price reflected that, um, probably more so um, at the moment. Um, so you know where the price is at the moment, I think there's there's good value in in Aristocrat. Um, but what what seemed to happen during that COVID process was um, a lot of their online gaming picked up a lot of business as well. Um, I don't think they'll lose that um, as we're coming out of um, you know the the effects of COVID because um, we still are coming out of those those lockdown effects, I think. Yeah. Um, but we'll start to see the physical gaming pick up a little bit more as well. So, so look, um, we like the stock um, and you know, we're happy buying it at these mm. levels. Okay. Uh, Josh? Um, yeah, look, it's, it's been in a little bit of a downtrend recently. Um, stocks, as we just saw, down about 20, 25% in the last year. It's largely just due to a bit of the valuations cooling off. It's actually nothing fundamentally amiss in the company. We haven't had a, a fundamental update for a little while. Um, and last time it did update, it was at those highs, 25% higher, uh, with a record revenue and, mm. and record uh, earnings as well. So fundamentally, I like it. it I think it's in a good space, um, you know, being tough economic times if we're likely to enter those, uh, you know, drinking and gambling levels uh, still increase or remain quite mm -hmm. high. So uh, yeah, I think this one is um, just on the watch list for now, just waiting, I guess, until a little bit of that money flushes out. Um, it's still in a short term downtrend, but I think long term it is, is a really good company in a fundamental upgrade. Right. Just probably a little bit of those valuations after the Playtech acquisition didn't go through because they did a large um, institutional cap raise mm. at about $47. Now it's $34 um, for yeah. that acquisition. And they, I don't believe they've given any update to the market as to what they're going to do with that money. Yeah. So the money's just sitting there, is yeah, it? Yeah. The, the thought initially when it didn't go through was they were. Um, just going to come up with another opportunity because there were so many that they were kind of on the table at the time. But yeah. uh, it's been, I think, four months uh, and they haven't given an update as to what they're doing with that money. So maybe a little bit of impatience in the market. But yeah, I think this is uh, one stock that I'm happy to pop on my watch list. And uh, when it looks like it's starting to regain momentum, um, I think, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good time to so get So they raised all this money mm. at a much higher price. Yeah. So their balance sheet is in sensational mm. shape, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, um, yeah. But that, that's a negative for the market. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's their balance sheet, but it's not meant money that's meant to be as a part of their balance sheet. Right. It was meant to go out for an earnings accretive acquisition. Yeah. So it would have added so more So it's not working them. hard enough for the company. That's exactly. the view of the analysts. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So um, I, think, I think it's uh, in a good space. I think the, the earnings are there. Um, but again, they did that capital raise a yeah. lot higher from institutions that can be a little bit more clinical in their decision making and maybe a little bit more impatient as well. So they're probably just looking to, to mm. cut and run at this stage. But uh, I think it's a good company longer term. And, you know, if we enter that, that phase of, of the economic cycle, um, yeah. these are the types of names you want to be trying to look at anyway. Okay. All right. Um, Francesco, Sharon wants a view on HT&E, the uh, 
the big media and entertainment company in Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong. Yes, it's got its outdoor and uh, digital investments, but also uh, radio as well, the Australian Radio Network. What do you think of HTNA? Yeah, look, it's got some things going for it and some things going against it. We don't have coverage on it, so I wouldn't like to sort of put a recommendation on it, but I'll give give a recommendation on something in that space yeah. uh, when I've finished. But, um, Look, I could see consensus on this stock was relatively positive in recent times, but after the last couple of reports, um, it, it's it's waned a bit um, to the point where a lot of the valuations are around where the stock's trading at the moment, around a dollar forty-ish. Right. Um, some a little bit higher, um, but um, yeah. And I look at the I looked at the half-year results because they got a December year end. Um, and the the results looked like they they improved significantly on the previous. Uh, corresponding um, half of the year, so so that all looked good, um, but obviously the analysts weren't happy with that because they've sharpened their pencils and, mm. and brought their um, valuations down a bit. So I, I'd be a little bit concerned. Um, and look, at, I don't think it's that liquid either. So I mean, if someone's looking for big positions, it's probably not an easy one to get set on. Right. Uh, look, in, in, in the broadcasting space, you know, we'd prefer nine at the moment. Um, you know, it's trading on about 10 times earnings. It's got a dividend yep. yield of 5.5% um, forecast, um, which is fully franked and takes you up to nearly 8%. Right. So, um, yeah, I think this one's a little bit small for, for what... Right. Do you yeah. cover O-Media as no. well? No, uh, O-Media, we used to, O-Media. yeah. They yeah. came out with a pretty good result. Yeah, um, look, these guys do similar stuff as well. They, they In Hong Kong, they do yeah. their digital yeah, billboards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I'm only going on a broader thing. Yeah. We don't have coverage so, of it, so I don't have so I'd too much. Nine. I'd prefer nine at the moment, yep. yeah. Mm. We actually we actually prefer nine in this space. Um, I don't, you know, for the portfolios I'm running, don't have any sort of exposure to that. I'm looking for companies a little bit different in nature, um, ones that aren't going to, I guess, be so subjected to business activity. So yeah. obviously this company makes a lot of its uh, earnings through um, advertisements from businesses and stuff yeah. like that. Same with O-Media as well. So um, no exposure to the space, but if I had to, uh, it would be something a little bit different. It's a it's a it's a great old school company on paper. Um, you know they're paying around six and a half percent yield at the moment. Uh, they seem to have some good assets. You know, the Kyle and Jackie O show, uh, the iHeart Radio trying to trans- right. transition to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a four hundred million dollar um, market cap company. It's on the high risk side, and I just don't think it's in a hugely expanding area to take on mm. that high risk. So. Okay. I think it's fine, but uh, it's definitely better stuff out there. Just be careful not to hold on just for those dividends. Whilst it's an attractive dividend, um, there are other stuff out there. And if the share price just continues to, to go lower and lower on you whilst getting that dividend, then it, it really becomes a bit of a dividend trap. So right. um, yeah, okay. just keep, him, keep that in mind anyway. All right. Uh, Tim Josh uh, wants a view on Lion Town Resources back into that, uh, that lithium space. Yeah, it's a very similar um, sort of comments um, with this one. The market likes this company. It's, it's, it's a bit of a darling in the market in terms of the explorers. It's, yeah. it's done exceptionally well over the last, say, three years. But well, again... Year, year before last, it mm. was the, um, had the best return for the year yeah. of any other stock, was it? And that's and well, What's its other one too? It's related, uh, Line Town, and there's a different one, yeah. yeah. I'll come. I'll look that up. Yeah. But and that's in a period where you know, 
PLS and, and all those other names yeah. also did like 500% returns. Yep. So um, yeah, market definitely likes it. I just think it's in that same boat. Um, we had it in, in our portfolios, but I think as it gets anywhere near those all time highs, um, we're active active sellers of it and then holding on to our our, our Pilbara uh, allocation. We did get a little bit over allocated in those lithium names when, yep. when things were looking quite good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wore some pain with the Goldman Sachs report. Unfortunately, you know, it turned out that was pretty much wrong and the stocks came right back. Um, <laughs> but we learned from that pain, I guess, is the most important right. thing. So just having the one and it's a, it's a producer. Being okay. So that's the only one you've got now, because I, I remember yeah. you guys ha had yeah. a few. We had a uh, we had about three three yeah. on. I think Syrah was the other one, in addition yeah. to Lion Town and, and Pilbara. And then once we you know got our head above water on things like the Explorers, we yeah. got out of those. And Syrah had some uh, geopolitical risks as well, so we got out of that one. Um, and we're just going to stick with the one that's you know making oh. money hand over fist, like a. You know, similar to what Whitehaven Coal is doing at the yep. moment. They're just making hay while the sun shines. Okay. Um, Francesco? What's yeah, look, I, I, I don't mind. We've got a whole recommendation on it. Right. Um, and, and again, like Josh said similarly, it's, it's an explorer, not a producer. Yeah. Um, so obviously that, you know, increases the risk, if you like. Um, but it also increases the reward, as you mentioned. Um, you know, it, it was one of the best performances on the stock market for a while there. And that's because the underlying commodity had rallied. Um, and a lot of your explorers will, will will benefit from that a lot more than producers because um, people are buying them for future yeah. um, future value, if you like. So they're not um, they're not looking to actually produce until calendar year twenty twenty four. So it's still a little way away, um, and, and probably not expecting to see cash flow until just after that as well. Um, and you know, the, the, there's a lot of um, um, plans on the horizon for them. You know, the, 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 the plant that they're intending to build alongside the mine uh, is going to ramp up post-2030. So there's a lot of um, long-term uh, vision there. Um, so so adds adds certain amount of value. Um, but at this point in time, I'd prefer to be in a producer, uh, something right. like an Orchem, right. you know, which is probably our preferred one. Uh, Pilbara as well is one we like. Um, but I think Allchem is, is our preferred one at the moment. Right. Um, but this one, look, it's, it's not a bad resource. Um, but again, there's a long way to go before we start seeing any cash flow out of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, those that like it a little bit more risk and, and, and um, are happy to take that sort of risk and, 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 and hoping that the lithium price might continue on its upward trajectory, yeah. um, you'll probably get better leverage out of the Explorer, that's all. Yep. Yeah. So if, if someone's looking to get into the lithium stocks at the moment but and i've always thought it's a bit too too hot like i've heard uh, lithium stocks being referred to as the uh, the resources are uh, equivalent of buy now pay later uh, <laughs> um do you do you go for a something that has a bit more balance in it sort of like a min res is that an option yeah. that has your iron ore and has, has a portfolio of resource yeah. stocks uh, resource assets, including lithium. Yeah, well, we we carry min resources in one of our model portfolios right. for that very reason. It's it's tends to be a bit more conservative uh, of a of an audience that that follow that model portfolio. So, um, getting that um, exposure to the the the, the new 
um, minerals, if you like. Yeah. Um, but the with, safety net with the safety net of a good cash yeah. flow from the iron ore, despite them them getting some decent cash flow at some point in the near future yeah. from from the lithium. So so that would be one way of getting exposure to it. Um, I always call them euphoria stocks. I mean, you remember yeah. where a couple of years ago, rare earths was you know, yep. rare, but um, not that rare, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and the the market just went ballistic on a lot of it um, to a point where it all had to come come back. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to crash uh, lithium or anything like that, but at some point, you know, the the you get so much investment capex in exploration in in an underlying mineral that's that's shot the lights out. That at some point in time, that the, 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 if you worked out the supply side, well, supply would well and truly yeah. overtake the demand for it if, if all those mines came on on stream. And yeah. that's where a bit of reality will set into some yeah. of these new minerals, if you like. Um, so, look, um, I, I don't think the end is near for, for some of that. But, um, I mean, if you look at it, lithium for batteries, um, one thing that one commodity we've been watching, and it's come off quite a bit, is co- copper over right. the last sort of six months. And I don't know if it's found its bottom yet, but at some point it's got to make a turn unfortunately the 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 building and construction industry is starting to soften a bit as well globally so so that's going to put a negative um, or a bit more downward pressure on copper but if you look at the electric vehicles which is a lot of the demand that they see in the future for 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 this sort of um, commodity um, there's three times the amount of copper in a electric vehicle than in a normal vehicle so there's you know there's other commodities there that are well established that could benefit from from this change in trend if you like right and um cobalt as well yeah cobalt as well. there's a lot of other commodities that are in these uh well a, a change of mixing commodities as as we shift away from um you know the traditional petrol driven vehicles or to yeah. electric vehicles and it's going to be a long you know as much as if you want to read the headlines and say you know in 10 years we're going to be all driving electric vehicles it's not going to be the case it's going to be a a, a long drawn out process if you like but it, it will change yeah um, and a lot of those mm. traditional commodities will benefit as well. Uh, Josh, do you go for a MinRes portfolio yeah, play I'll as well, or, or do you go sort of pure plays in each of them? Um, we've done we've done both uh, just recently, to be honest, with uh, Min just kind of being that range bound, uh, yeah. and it is does have that security. So I haven't been a long term holder of Min, but we've been active with it because it's got that safety. I really like the uh, mining services part of their business, so right. you know that's going to be quite consistent. It's about twenty percent of their business now, so you know mm-hmm. that's going to be constantly coming through, regardless yeah. of you know the two commodities that it mainly does. So um, yeah, I've. Been happy to double up on on both of them in the right. past, yeah. Okay, all right. Let's uh, go somewhere completely different now. And uh, uh, Josh Peter wants a view on Playside Studios, the uh, the big video game uh, developer, which uh, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality. Their games include, uh, which if you've got the gamers in your family, uh, Ghost Pop, Flush, uh, Force. Um, dumb ways to dash uh, and a lot of others yeah uh, and they've done some big deals with some of the overseas studios as well haven't they yeah they've also got some deals with Facebook or Meta, yeah. Uh, yeah. depending on the time frame of the announcement but um, very exciting business as you can imagine probably one of the more interesting annual reports mm. that I've seen uh, <laughs> if, if, if you've seen those uh, very animated um, I'll jump to the decision first and then I'll kind of work okay. back so this one 
On a 12 month time frame would be a sell. I think right. it's, it's starting to normalize now after it's stellar IPO. But yeah. again, if your time frame is kind of that five to 10 year hold, um, and you really love this business, because I can see a lot of people would uh, be, I guess, really involved in the story of this business, and it is high growth as well, then I'd be okay to hold it as a, you know, appropriate one or 2% allocation of the portfolio. Right. So right. a bit of a mixed uh, buy sell, um, but I guess, yeah, the reason for that is, you know, it's a very high growth business. It's grew its revenues by about 170% yeah. um, last year. That being said, that's not really what the market wants right now, what I'm not looking for right now. I'm looking for businesses with stable earnings for the next 12 months. Yep. So I think it's likely to come under a little bit of pressure. Um, they've got plenty of cash, so the business is gonna be okay through this um, rough time. Uh, they actually are kind of net profitable, depending on how you look at their earnings. Um, and uh, they've, they've all, they actually have- Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's good. But they have tripled their employee costs over the last right. year. So there is a big risk that that uh, doesn't pay off. So right. obviously that's gonna work out for them in, in the next you know, five to 10 right. year uh, strategy. So they've ramped up. They've ramped up a lot. Yeah, so, you know, which is good during good times, but as long as they can weather the storm and hopefully they did cap raise recently, so hopefully they can weather the mm. storm with the cash in the bank without having to tap into the market again. Okay. Because I don't think the, um, you know, sort of appetite for um, raisings in this space and yeah. this area of the market are going to be too good for the next 12 months. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, sell in the short term and I think it'll be okay, okay in the long term. All right, Francesca? Uh, yeah, we, we've got a profitable this year, but not next year. So, right. and I think the profit does jump around quite a bit. Right. Um, and as Josh mentioned, I think you know, a lot of their cost is personnel. Yeah. Uh, and that's what drives a lot of their business as well. So um, if you think about the two parts of their business, one is development uh, and coming up with new ideas for new games. Uh, obviously, there's a good leverage in, 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 in that if, if they come up with a good game. I mean, if you get, we, we go back to Aristocrat. Aristocrat's one of the best... Um, uh, poker machine developers uh, in the world because of the people that they have there that develop the games mm. that, 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 that they put out there. So I, I'd say it'd be very similar in that respect. Right. Um, and they do a lot of contract work as well, as, as Josh mentioned with Facebook and things like that, but, but also for other, other gamers, uh, uh, gaming companies um, that have ideas, they do some, some of the development for them. So I think, I think their revenue and their profitability will be very um, 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 volatile, if you like, um, and um, the other thing I, I think is 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 to to be looking at is that if they do develop a good game and, and it, it it's its take up is is large, then you'd expect significant profits out of it. So that's where we we our guys have a, a speculative buy on it. Right. Um, it's a bit like a. a a mining company, an explorer, yep. that is um, you know, drilling holes and looking for whatever the underlying commodity might be. Um, if they drill and the, 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 um, the grades are extremely high, um, that just puts a rocket under the share price. Yep. Similarly with you know, development of games and things like that, if they come across a, um, someone that develops a really good game uh, that gets large take up globally, then you'd expect the revenues to grow with that as well. So. Um, speculative, but you know, it wouldn't be in any of our conservative portfolios, that's for sure. Right, yep. Okay. All right, and um, our fifth one for this half hour, Northern Star, the uh, uh, Australia's biggest gold producer, Francesco, is um, after the uh, after the merger a year ago. What do you think of Northern Star? Yeah, yeah. Look, net profit of 430 for 2022 is quite good. Um, 
it's it's trading on a reasonably high PE for for this year, but next year um, they're expecting some significant growth in in earnings. Um, so their EPS, you know, goes from 23, uh, 23, 24 cents a share up to about 41 cents a share. So it puts it on about 18 times, and then the growth continues on into 2023 uh, to 11.9%. So, oh, sorry, 11.9 times. Um, so, so the numbers really stack up for this for this uh, gold miner. Um, look, um, we have a, a valuation of around 11, 11 to eleven dollars ten. Um, so, you know, trading at seven forty three, there's there's potentially uh, a fair bit of upside in in Northern Star. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the underlying gold price is going to dictate the direction of, of a lot of this as well. Um, but we don't see the gold price um, moving, you know too far out of out of the range that it's in at the moment. So, right. so we've okay. got a buyer recommendation on this stock. Okay, uh, look at that though. It's down almost to a, a sort of a four year low, yeah. isn't it at the moment? Um, and golds, gold and gold stocks are, have always been a hedge against uncertainty and inflation and Which downturns. Rising and interest rate environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, has it really moved? Yeah, uh, Josh, what do you think of Northern Star? Well, yeah, we and can gold miners in general. We can see there from the share price, it's, it's actually off about fifty percent from those yeah. highs um, after being on a, a fairly good run. Um, I think just with these um, more mature gold miners, you know, it is largely going to be dictated by the gold price, um, which the correlations just haven't been there probably since 2020, roughly. I was looking back through my notes to find some gold company notes. And uh, the only two times we've really um, you know, looked into gold and, and bought it and fortunately did quite well was just those political hedge times. So the, one of the notes was from uh, the Ukraine, you know, sort of yeah. breakout. It had realistically one day where it had a big spike yeah. um, and then, it, you know, made, made good money on that. But before that, it was when Trump was, uh, you know, threatening those tariffs. So um, it's, it's really just the, the, the um, correlation that the theory is meant to go with just hasn't been there. So just listening to the market on this one is still in a downtrend for the time being. Um, while we're speaking about sort of the difference between explorers and producers, um, you know, I'd actually prefer something like an explorer in the gold space because it's got that ability to to value add and use capital right. and you know bring new mines up just as a normal um, mining business you know business plan does. Yeah. Uh, whereas these guys, they're so established, it's just all about the mm. commodity price. You know, you have to get the commodity price right in order to make money on this one. So yeah. I just think that's where it sits at the moment. Okay, so no on Northern Star. No. Okay. All right, let's recap the uh, the first five stocks and our stock of the day. Hastings Technology Metals are no from both Josh and Francesco. Uh, Aristocrat a buy from uh, from Ords a watch from uh, from Josh. HTE, uh, a no from both. Both prefer in that sector, Nine Entertainment. Uh, Lion Town, um, a sell from Josh after it's had a good run up. Uh, uh, Macro prefer uh, Pilbara in that space. Uh, a hold from Ords and Francesco. Uh, they prefer uh, Alchem, uh, which is another. Uh, lithium producer as well. Uh, both say in this market, go for lithium producers rather than explorers. Uh, Playside, a sell if you've got a one-year time horizon from Josh, a hold if it's if you've got a long-term uh, time horizon, uh, a speculative buy from Ords, and Northern Star, a buy from Francesco, a no from Josh. 
At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, here on the call, we've been following our own high conviction fantasy portfolio. It was picked by our investment committee. The, uh, the last investment committee meeting is up on the website at the moment. The new one gets posted tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. And uh, for that August investment committee meeting, they took profits on, uh, on Ordinate. Um, so that was out of the portfolio. They added uh, Oz Minerals and up the stake in Woodside. And uh, since the 1st of March, uh, cumulative return is 1.36%. And remember, the next investment committee gets posted, meeting gets posted uh, tomorrow. Uh, in this half hour on the call, we're going to take a look at Super Retail, ResMed, Transurban, Event Hospitality and Cube Holdings. Uh, Josh, Sarah wants a view on uh, Super Retail, which is uh, one of the, the biggest retailers in the country. Some of the brands you'll know are BC&F, uh, Boating, Camping and Fishing, uh, MacPack, Rebel, Super Cheap Auto, headquartered in Brisbane um, and operating in Australia, New Zealand and China. And I think from memory, this was one of Macro's preferred mm. retailers. Yeah, well, you, you spoke about the businesses that they have there. They're very, uh, you know, outdoorsy, get out and about yep. businesses. Uh, the MacPack's probably their biggest uh, growing one at the moment. So basically like hiking, hiking yeah. gear. Um, so we had it as a bit of a buy for, for the reopen play in, in the retailing sector. Um, however, you know, based on the market action and uh, some of the reports that it's had, we're actually out of it now. Um, so the, the most recent um, report, it was record sales, so a good headline, um, but unfortunately it was only a 2% increase on the previous year. Right. Uh, about 1% if you adjust for the 53 week uh, trading period that they had. So uh, very, you know, sort of normalization of uh, their revenues. And we've seen that a lot with these retailers um, really coming off those, you know, sort of great stellar years. Um, it did have a, a little bit of a squeeze on margins on the back of um, you know, sales promotions and also increased uh, supply chain costs. Right. So, um, yeah, it's one that we've moved out of now. And uh, So you'd ha have it as a sell, would you? Yeah, have if it you're as in a it? sell. Yep. Okay, yep. sell into this, uh, into this rally. Yeah, yep. okay. it's had a bit of a bounce. Um, I think yeah. a little bit more in line with the sector. It hasn't really been, it did, it did uh, you know, pop on its report, but then it gave up that ground very, very quickly, right on a key technical level, which is always, you know, sort of double indication that it's rejecting that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's an opportunistic time to sell. Realistically, it's not down as much as uh, what it could be. Um, I think, you know, if, if, if you're looking to get, if you're looking to sell now, can always look to get back in, but wait until the market likes it again, right. and I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Okay, Francesco, super uh, retail. Yeah, look, a, a great business, but um, uh, as Josh mentioned, you know, the result, uh, the market liked the result, um, and uh, you, you know, it, it exceeded our uh, analyst expectations. So, um, you know, on on the basis of that, we've downgraded to a hold. 
Uh, we did have a buy recommendation on it at the prices that it was trading at because uh, because of the the nature of the businesses, like you've mentioned, you know the the outdoor type um, yeah. types of businesses, um, you know super cheap auto people are um, um, you know struggling to buy new cars because of delivery time, so they're buying second hand cars and uh, obviously they need more parts yeah. and and and, uh, um, and you pimping know, them, lovering and care <laughs> and pimping them maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so that's all done well through, particularly through COVID as well. Um, they have um, a, a large inventory position, which would probably turn into price cutting. So, you know right. that that affects margin. So, um, yeah, look, we've we've downgraded to a hold. Um, if that share price continued to rise, then we'd probably even go down on a bit further and turn tend to lighten those positions or right. sell off. Okay. Um, but look, a good business, but at what price are you prepared to, yep. to, to All about hand the or? price. Yeah. Okay. All right. Charlie wants to view Francesco on ResMed, the uh, the big sleep apnea um, manufacturer, um, uh, manufacturer of machines for sleep apnea and ventilators and things like that. One of the, the big global healthcare stocks here in Australia? What, yeah, look, it looks similar to, to, to uh, Supercheap, as we mentioned, you know, they had a pretty good result, yep. boosted the share price a little bit, um, and it's probably getting close to where we would say just hold at the moment. Right. Um, and that's our recommendation at the moment. Um, look, I, we've loved this business for, for forever, basically, because yep. it is just such a well-run business with um, such huge demand for, for the products that it, that it, that it develops and, and sells. Um, and, and now that COVID's finished, there's probably going to be increased demand again because people will, will actually concentrate on other other areas of health that they probably forgot about during COVID. So yep. we'll probably start to see a bit of an uptick in that. That's the only thing I'd say is that there's probably potentially more upside risk than downside risk in ResMed. They did have a recall. I've only just read about it, so I'm not sure what that was. Um, but, um, you know, their, their products, you know, they had a recall in the new car... Uh, no, sorry, their, their competitor, their had, competitor a ha had a big recall. Yeah, which yeah. has happened a lot um, yeah. in the past. So, um, you know, ResMed tends to benefit from that and get a bit of market share as well. So, um, look, I, I'm probably a little bit more positive than the analyst, but, you know, we've gone to a hold on it because right. of the share price appreciation. Okay. All right. Uh, hold for ResMed. Mm. Josh? I think uh, myself and Francesca had this on uh, a little while ago, a couple of months ago, when it was kind of bouncing off those lows. And we yeah. both sort of resounded each other's comments saying how much we like it. And uh, I went and sort of picked it up on the back of that and yeah. uh, made a nice quick 15%. But yeah, it's getting up um, to kind of that middle of the range. I think such a good company, there's nothing, nothing, you know, sort of amiss with the business and that recall from its competitor. It impacts them a little bit, but it's a longer term longer term benefit as well a yeah. uh, little bit of an issue with the supply chain uh, on the chips you know that they need for their technology but you know it's just it's just meaning more more demand um, so this one uh, we were you know pretty active in taking profits so we are out of it but I think as a long-term play um, you're looking to buy this on, on weakness realistically yeah. we, we, we keep it in long-term yeah. portfolios and you know, even though the recommendation sometimes might go negative, we 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 sit there and hold anyway. Yeah. Uh, for for longer term investors, that is. But you know, for the short term ones, if you're yeah, going to make yeah. 15, 20 percent yeah. on the movement, yeah, take it. Uh, it. You know, if we've got a moment, I can just add. Yeah. We, we did a site tour there a couple of years ago out at um, Bella Vista in in Sydney, Western Sydney, where they've got their they call it campus, a bit, right. bit Americanized, yeah. but 
Um, it, was, it was extremely impressive when they took us for a tour around the factory and explained to us that they incentivised the work staff on the factory floor to identify areas of um, efficiency gains. And they incentivise them that they calculate how much um, cost savings are in their initiatives right. uh, and bonus them every year on the back of that. So an example of wow. one, yeah, an example of one was that in Japan, if they send a pallet load of um, masks over and there's one uh, faulty mask, they send the whole pallet back. Right. Um, and sometimes it's just a, a, a standard, you know, like a press that might right. press out a hole in a, in a mask yeah. that doesn't work properly. Um, you know, Young guy on the workshop floor, um, come up with an idea to 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 avoid all that, and uh, you know got a massive. Bar. I can't remember the exact numbers, but got a right. you know, compared to his salary, got a massive bonus out of the, out of the wow. out of the exercise. So so you know just 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 the initiatives they put in place for their workers was very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, and they got the, all the all the intellectual property is on the campus, so it goes straight from there to the factory, which is still on the campus as well. So they can translate a lot of things very quickly. Yeah. Um, they obviously do manufacture in Singapore and places like that, but they. Um, develop all that here in Australia, which right. is great. We have such a sort of usually the trio CSL, Cochlear, ResMed, sort of you chuck in. I know there's activity there. KKR, I've said they're, they're still interested in, in Ramsey, mm -hmm. but Ramsey, Fisher and Paykel. So that healthcare sector, for the size of our market, yeah. um, yeah. we really over index in it. Mm -hmm. They are great global organisations. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think if we like sort of enter those rough economic periods, then healthcare is one of those ones that yeah. holds up really quite And, and well. if you look below yeah. that to the, to the sort of the micro cap, you know, small yeah. cap area, there's a lot of development companies in the healthcare yeah. sector. Now, they're not all going to you know, succeed no. like, like, like the ResMeds <laughs> and the like, Cochleys. They're like the explorers. Exactly, the exactly. But, you yeah. know, if we get another one out of there over the next five to ten years, you know, yeah. then you've got another healthcare company propping yeah. up. And there's some really good ones down there. You've got to yeah. look hard to find them, but yeah. there's some yeah. really good ones there. Yeah. All right. Um, Stephen wants a view, talking of conservative, uh, Francesco. Uh, Stephen wants to be on Transurban, one of the world's biggest toll road operators. Uh, 13 roads in its Australian portfolio, five in the United States, uh, one in Canada. What's the, uh, the view on great, Transurban? Great business, well managed, which yeah. is the key, I think, to this sort of uh, asset class, if you like, because it's infrastructure. Um, yeah. So it needs to be well managed and the balance sheet needs to be well managed as well. Uh, we've got to accumulate, so that's a positive recommendation. Right. So happy happy for people to sort of add it to their portfolios, not in a big way um, at these prices, but yep. you know, opportunities will come along from time to time. Um, look, uh, you know, the, the formula for this, this company is you know, more vehicles, higher tolls. And if you yep. look, you know, most of it's Australia, if you like, um, you know, the tolls rise by inflation plus every year. Um, and, and you know, unfortunately, COVID put a hiccup in the volumes, but you know, once we get back to normal, you know, the volumes rise year on year on traffic numbers, um, as you can see by the roads yep. around our capital city. So I uh, really like the business. They, 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 they're really um, shrewd in, at, at accumulating assets, um, if you like. So the Lane Cove Tunnel, which they would cost the consortium that built it uh, $1.2 uh, The operators, the first lot of operators went broke with that. Um, they bought it off them for six hundred million. So, right. so really shrewd in picking up bargains as well. So, really like the business, really like the company, like the management. Um, obviously, again, 
you know, like the business, but what share price you're happy buying it. We're happy to be buying little bits and pieces at the moment, but you, yeah. um, you know, it's um, it's one of those ones. If you see the the share price come off a bit because of a short term uh, adjustment or a short term news flow, um, it's time to buy. Yeah, and I suppose because uh, I keep reading it, every every time. Uh, your tolls go up. They say, "Oh, it's tied to inflation." So, well, it's inflation plus. They've, inflation. they've contracted inflation plus. So, in times of high inflation, yes. they'd be a big winner out of it. They're a big winner, yeah. Um, and look, you know, when inflation was low, the, the traffic numbers were just growing year on yeah. year as well. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing yeah. is that um, there's not that price point um, where. Um, you know, the elasticity of, of demand where you have a price point and demand falls back. People just drive through these things and, and not realise. I mean, I wouldn't know. I, the tolls <laughs> well, from my place that, to the city, I wouldn't know how much that was. Um, and I wouldn't know when yeah. they went up. Back in the old days, though, when you, you had actually had <laughs> physical... See, I'm old Josh would know Josh, about Josh that. would know that. <laughs> I memories. had the toll booth. Yes. Then it really hit. Now yeah. it's just beep and yeah. you go on. It's sort of automatic demo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the most ingenious thing for, for toll operators, I reckon, mm. that they've ever gone through. Yeah, uh, you don't see the money come out. No. It, it makes it easier to spend on it, isn't it? Exactly. So this is yeah, very much textbook of the type of businesses that we're looking for when we're you know, happy to start accumulating this market. Inflation-linked revenues. Uh, I think that's perfect. And their debt's uh, really well under control as well. So their cost of debt is about 3.9% at the moment. Um, obviously, inflation's a lot higher than right. that, and they're not 100% leveraged of course so they're going yeah. to be making good money um, a decent portion of their debt is also locked in at 4.2 percent to 2029 so um, that could be really good and i think at interest rates locally are going to go a hell of a lot higher than they are now so um, you know that's going to that's going to actually be a benefit to them um, very very similar sort of investment strategy with this one accumulate on weakness Glad we're getting into some buys here because I think I came on the show yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks ago and uh, didn't <laughs> have a have single one. buy. <laughs> yeah. And it took until stock, uh, what are we, seven, uh, the one before, um, yeah. to get into some buys. But uh, yeah, we've got some good buys coming up as well. Okay, yep. so you're saying at these levels... Again, start, start to start accumulate buying. it. It doesn't go down too much when it goes down. So you're probably yeah. better off just trying to get a little piece of it now. If it, if, it, if it pulls back more, then you can top up your positions. Right, so, okay. Yeah. All right. So a buy from, uh, from both, accumulate from both the odds um, and also from uh, Josh at Macro. Uh, Josh, Jeremy wants a view on event hospitality. Now, mm. not only do they own event cinemas, they own um, and Greater Union cinemas, they own Ridges Hotels, QT Hotels, uh, the Threadbow Ski uh, resort as well so mm -hmm. good cross-section what do you think of event I really like the business at the moment yeah so one, one thing I really like about uh, I guess the management is during the rough rough times with these sort of businesses uh, during during the lock the first lockdowns especially um, a lot of companies like Webjet and Flight Center they went out and raised capital yep um, Webjet did a dollar 75 raising you know so they gave up a lot of market um, share at those really cheap prices whereas what these guys did is they didn't tap into the market at all they actually sold off some of their property assets so they recently just wrapped up um, selling the Ridges Hotel in North Sydney mm -hmm. uh, for about 75 mil 
Um, and that was a 28% premium on what they deemed to be uh, the rough value, obviously, with these things. So, yep. yeah, that just helped help strengthen their balance sheet. Um, demand starting to come back up with uh, international activity coming back in the next year or two. So that's going to keep creating that demand. And, uh, yeah, I think the thread bow is, is probably going to be the biggest uh, kicker for this company. The numbers that they just reported were down significantly because it was largely impacted by the lockdowns. But, um, you know, they're building a little theme park out there. I don't know anyone that hasn't been to the snow realistically in the last couple of months. So they're building like a, almost a little village out there that's only going to keep expanding. So I think their revenues uh, from that are going to be really good, I guess, moving forward when they report them moving forward. So now, but reported moving forward. So, um, yeah, happy to, happy to put a buy on this company okay. and uh, seriously look at it. Good. Uh, and trading up near five-year highs with uh, with more growth to come. Francesco, what's the view on the event? Yeah, look, we, we have a buy on it. Um, our analysts um, have, um, I suppose, expecting uh, their return to normality a bit quicker than some businesses in this space that are more international focused because uh, a lot more people are focusing on their their. their tourism and vacation yep. needs uh, locally. So obviously the hotels, uh, particularly in the regional centres, is, is going to be a, a real benefit to them. Um, and, and look, you know, return to cinemas, you know, uh, there was um, 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 the recent Top Gun movie, which mm. was released only in cinemas before it was released on your Netflix and all that, whatever comes out. I don't even know if it's out it's on that. No. Um, so, so, you know, there's a there's a push for some of the, the, the movie um, studios in the US to, to um, um, stop releasing on, on the, uh, the streaming um, um, de devices uh, and, and release in cinemas before they end up on the streaming devices. So, so we've got growth, uh, earnings growth going out for the next three years. Um, it does trade on a fairly steep PE. It's, a, you know, um, you know, it's up, up around the 22 times for, for, for 2024, you know, 30 times for the 20. So I think personally, it's probably a bit high for me. Right. Um, if you see some weakness in the share price for, for whatever reason, then um, assess what the weakness is and it might be worth buying. But um, Aranos does like it because the growth he sees going out past the next three years as well. Um, and, and as Josh mentioned, you know, if it's well managed past that, um, then, then that growth should persist. Yep. Um, so COVID was an issue for them, um, but um, you know the other the other negatives I suppose you'll see there is um, energy costs and input costs and staffing costs are going to start rising yep. on the flip side of it as well. But they're a property play as well, aren't they? Which is yeah, a little bit of a property Ard play. Yeah. Arden Leisure is the yeah. other one in the same sector, which even though it's had mm. some real They've real got about issues. $2 billion in property assets at the yeah. moment, like 45 Ridges hotels, 10 QT <coughs> hotels. So yeah. some pretty big property uh, portfolio. So it's got that stability with it yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. So uh, buy on weakness from Orts Francesco. Yes. Are you saying that? Okay. Uh, and our final stock, Andre wants a view on Cube Holdings. This is the, uh, the big transport and logistics, um, not the... Uh, uh, not a wise tech technology side of it, but this is actually picking up containers and transporting. Right, it's the old Patrick. Not, not square. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the old Patrick uh, renamed. So uh, containers, container ports, and uh, and parks and stevedoring, uh, bulk transport, warehousing. Uh, Francesco, yeah. Look, this this is one we again we have a buy on it, and I I, I tend to agree with the the recommendation there. Um, the result they put out was um, 
looked upon very kindly um, just recently. Um, and you know the, the operating performance by Patrick's um, had showed some strong margins. Um, agricultural volumes, they had bumper crops on the east coast this year. So, right. so when you've got bumper crops, you've got a lot more volume going through a lot of the bulk handling ports yep. and, and so on. Um, so on the transport and logistics and all that side of things, I think things are stacking up. Then you've got the Moorbank Logistics Centre down there. They've already um, monetised the first phase of all that, so that's right. all cash gone into the balance sheet. Mm. Um, and that's looking like it's going to fund phase two for their for their development down there as well. So, uh, like, look, I like this business. I like what it, um, you know, where it's going with all that logistics side of the business. Yep. Um, obviously, logistics is, uh, um, you know, um, struggling a little bit with supply chain issues, but I don't think that affects Cube too much. Right, okay. All right, Josh? Yeah, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword with the supply chain issues. They're getting some, I guess, um, increased revenues, people paying a premium to get <laughs> priority in, right. in shipping their stuff, Jump but the yeah. overall number that they can do. So um, it does, uh, you know, largely benefit from that working itself out because they can do more volume, um, still at decent prices as well. But yeah, it's been impacted by um, you know WA and, and, and Chinese lockdowns in particular, causing those issues, which yep. seem to be largely dissipating. So it's a little bit like that event cinema as it's gone through the tough times, but those issues have you know completely um, gone now. And then it's just taking a little bit of time for it to, to rebuild and right. uh, get back to where it was. So it's definitely not a sell. Um, our fundamental analysts really like this one as well. It's a very stable business. Yeah. So um, I'd put it on the watch list for now. I'd let the market tell me when it's going to pick up a little bit of momentum, just you know, so I get a good good timing out of it more than anything. But right. uh, yeah, fundamentally, it's a great so business. So what would it need to happen? You're saying wait until mm. it gets a bit of momentum. What yep. needs to happen for you to act on the watch list? Well, similar to how we spoke about super retail, it popped on its report, yeah. um, but that was coming up to the underside of the 200 day moving average, which was trending down. Similar thing for Cube. It's in a downtrend for that 200 period moving average. It popped on its report just recently. Yeah, if you were to draw a line or you know, a, a smoothing of those uh, returns going back a little bit further as well, um, it would be right underneath that. So right. what I'd like to see is it get through those key levels break you know what you can see clearly there on the chart is a rough downtrend yeah. um, and just stabilize above where that downtrend would have been no, and that signifies okay. the uptrend all right okay good uh, good suggestion all right let's uh, recap the final five stocks uh, super retail uh, a sell from Josh a hold from uh, from Francesco and Ords uh, resmed uh, hold from Francesco uh, buy on weakness uh, from Josh Transurban accumulate from both event hospitality, uh, a yes, a buy from Josh, uh, yes from Ords on, on weakness, uh, and Cube, a buy from Ords, and Josh has it on his watch list. Francesco Destratus, good to see you from Ords. Pleasure good to have good you, to see you again here on the call. And Josh Parker from, uh, from Macro, mate, Thanks. always good Thanks to have you me. on the show. Uh, that's it for the call for today. If you've got any stocks you'd like a, like me to put to our expert panel, put them in an email, uh, the call at ausbiz.com.au or through Twitter using the at TV handle. A reminder, you can see all the stocks in the call's portfolio. Head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And don't forget the latest investment committee uh, for the fantasy portfolio. 
gets uh, meets and gets posted tomorrow on the platform. Stick with us. We've got the small caps coming up. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.